Okay, so uh, welcome to the 267 podcast. We are almost out and about. We're not in the office. We're in Luton, which is pretty cool. Big up Luton. Big up Luton. Uh, that is the voice of the very handsome and excellent Robert McNally. Rob, say hi. Hello, everybody. Rob is a youth worker, and I've come to see him today just to catch up because we haven't seen each other for a while. Um, Rob works for a uh, church in Luton, and he works for Youthscape. And he's pretty much an all-round interesting legend. So that's why I wanted to chat to him. But also, and it will become clear why we're chatting to him specifically, because he's in an interesting situation, which I think would be really good for us all to think about. But I'm aware a lot of people don't know you, Rob. So I'm going to chuck out some questions where we're going to find out who is Rob McNerney. Let's do this. Okay, so where, so clearly you talk funny. Yeah. You're not from around here. Yeah. Where's, where was home? Uh... So my accent would be from the United States. United States. Whereabouts? I'm American. Um, Virginia. Wow. Yeah. Uh, got a little... I lived in Cali for a little bit. Wow. So, so both sides. Yeah. West Coast, East Coast. I don't know. I don't really have a favorite. And No allegiances there. <laughs> Tupac and Biggie. <laughs> and home home now when you're in the States? Uh, so now if I go home, it's, it's Florida. Which you um, told me it was 30 degrees. Which is 30 degrees today. Today? Yeah. And it's like... Absolutely. First week of October. Golden, perfect weather. My way. And how near is the beach at home? It's near. It's, it's very near. <laughs> He's making us all feel rubbish uh, about being in Luton on a grey morning. Yeah, quite a beach bum myself, uh, so... Nice. And how long have you been over in the UK? So I came over to the UK in September of 2015, which means six years. Six years. Yeah. Oh yeah, so just on six years. Six years. Wow. Um, now nice. let's follow out. So uh, Burger King or McDonald's? Ooh, I'm McDonald's. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Taco Bell or KFC? Oh man, probably. <laughs> I mean, there's one item on Taco Bell, but KFC. Okay. But I love the steak chalupas. Oh, so you know, yeah. we get um, Rob's a big Chipotle fan, aren't you? That's true. Anything in Chipotle. Anything in Chipotle. Chipotle. I didn't even know what it was until I got to know Rob. Yeah. Um, Mars or Snickers? I'm going to go Snickers. Um, unless you're around someone with a nut allergy. True. Which yeah. I've had to be wary of this weekend. So. Which case? Yeah. Mars. Yeah. Mars yeah. <laughs> uh, tea or coffee? Coffee, for sure. Uh, Still doing the... Trying to figure out the tea thing. Now, just to test your sort of Britishness, yeah. if you were to build a scone, mm-hmm. what order would you do? A scone or a scone? We'll, that, go, we'll go scone. I, I so know that's a... It is a big thing, but how would you build it? Because that's the yeah, true. So probably start with um, a little bit of flour. Is that no, no? I mean, actually, you've no, got yeah. this gone made. Yeah, okay. What's your order of uh, uh, butter, cream, jam, butter, jam, cream? No butter, cream, mm-hmm. jam. Probably okay. So probably uh, no butter. Okay. Um, I'd, I think put cream on it first. You look at me like you want me to. You don't want to get this wrong. And then jam, yeah. I think yeah. I, I think I put cream and then jam. So basically, fifty percent of the population will now be like throwing things at I'm you. Just, I lost a lot. Yeah. You well, I just think it's one of those weird things, I isn't it? That I don't know what the somebody told me the rule is whether you're in Devon or whether you're in Cornwall, is the order of whether you go cream and jam, okay, or jam and cream. I think it's just down to practicalities that you jam first because mm-hmm. it's much easier to spread cream on jam. Is it? That it is to spread jam on cream. Well, I mean, if that's easier, then I'd probably go that way. That's, that's I, I was thinking along the same lines as you. I was thinking, what is yeah. the, the easier thing to put on top? See, if it's a big cheese scone, mm-hmm. I'm just a nice thick layer of butter. That's it. And nothing else. Yeah. 
There you go. But I don't, I don't really have very many. No, 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 we're not really in that part of the world. So, on food, uh, if you went out for breakfast or brunch, mm-hmm. what would your order be? In England? Yeah. Um, so, I'd probably have just like a full English. Just the just, full caboodle? Yeah, just every, everything. Everything? Are you, have you had black pudding yet? I have. Fan? Uh, I would say, no, not really a fan <laughs> um, of black pudding. Although, it's not, I'll eat it. Like, I'll, I will eat it. If they serve yeah. it, I'll, I'll clean the plate. But wow. if if they say, do you want it? I'll probably say, go ahead and hold it. Yeah. yeah. And have you had haggis yet? I have. There's a place serving haggis where they're filling this breakfast. And, uh, big fan. Yeah, I actually really liked it. Yeah. It was uh, Neeps and Taddies. Neeps and Taddies. Some, I was in Scotland and had some... Haggis and whiskey sauce on it and stuff. And no, there's nothing. There's no it was, downside. It was great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I was a little hesitant, but okay. Yeah. Beach or mountain? Oh, that's a tough one. I'd probably say beach. Because yeah. you're a beach bum. I am a beach bum, but I love getting out in the in the woods as well. Um, would you rather be the president or the king? So like, the king of England or yeah. the president of the United States? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, which one? Probably. Probably. Who's got a better house? Probably the king. <laughs> well, you got less power. Well, depending on who probably you talk the president. to. <laughs> president probably has more power. I don't know. He's probably got more power than the king. Yeah. Yeah. Practical. But does the practical. president get his face on a stamp? No. No. So, so, but if you're good president, you might get your face on some currency. And or an airport. Or famous president. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. I probably I would think I'd probably go president. Although okay. I'd rather be a king than a president. Yeah, it's something about a king, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's hard to. King King Rob, I like it. President President McNerney, maybe it's got a sound. <laughs> maybe we should introduce you know having a king in America. Yeah, and then I could just fill the role for a little yeah, bit. Well, we got we could potentially have a king in the next decade. See how it goes, you know. Test trial. Yeah, I don't think they'll go for it. Although they love they love all things monarchy, don't they? A lot of Americans. Oh yeah, we watched Downton. Yeah, Downton. <laughs> Never watched an episode of Downton. Never. Never in my so, life. Okay, so you know I said tea or coffee, big coffee, still trying to figure out the tea. However, there was a period <laughs> in time when I first came to England where I ordered like all the different types of teas. Oh, okay. Uh, and all the different types of bi- biscuits and watched oh. Downton Abbey, watched the whole thing. Yeah. And I just like tested out all the different teas wow. and biscuits. And I figured out that I like PG tips yep. and chocolate hobnobs. Wow. Uh, those are my two favorites. It's a good place to land. But yeah. I think the other thing, when you have a biscuit survey, mm-hmm. is the dunkability factor. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where some biscuits, sadly, fall apart, literally. Yeah. <laughs> because literally, you don't want to be fishing it out of your tea. That's the worst. I don't think they think, that, think about that enough. You yeah, because in America, you don't biscuits. really do tea, yeah. and you don't really dunk. Now, Oreos and milk. Yeah. Which, well, it's cold, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's not the same. No. It's great, but it's not the same, yeah. Yeah. How weird. Would you rather have multiple tattoos or multiple piercings? I probably wouldn't end up having either, but if I was going to pick, um, <laughs> probably would go with piercings. <laughs> yeah, less convinced about that one. Okay, we, yeah, won't, we won't make you do that, do we? It's hard to... It's it a, is. I was thinking it looks bad. I mean... Well, if you could choose them, tattoos is pop. I'd probably go tattoos, because then you can choose where and what. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, location-wise. Because piercings, it's almost got to be face, unless you're really odd. Yeah. Well, and I don't really want... Anyone I see with multiple piercings in their face, I'm like... Would you get your belly button pierced? No. No. <laughs> no, none of that craziness. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and if I'm going to buy you a new car, Rob, am I going to buy you a convertible or a truck? Truck. 
<laughs> I knew I knew where you were going with that. Uh, that was easy. <laughs> you've got to have a truck. Oh, man. So even over here, you still go for a truck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I would. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty like nervous so on these country roads. I think having a truck would just make me not even worry. I'd love a truck as well. Yeah. Yeah, if anyone's listening, two trucks for me and Rob. Which is like F one fifties, we're fine with, aren't we? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah, F one fifty would be great. I'd be incredibly happy, grateful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just drop your trucks off uh, in Luton somewhere. <laughs> Excellent. Now, uh, I'll get you to tell a bit about your sort of story, but the mm-hmm. the reason we've recorded this, we're recording this podcast is I'm good friends with Rob, known him since he came over, and uh, Rob's recently had an injury, which meant you can't work and can't do a lot, and we'll talk about the injury in a minute. But I off, we wanted to talk about, actually, what's life like when things almost don't go according to plan. So as Christians, we often talk about the storm. We talk about, actually, when we're in the storm. And there's a couple of Bible stories about being in storms. And often we talk about what we've learned after almost the storm's gone. And it's almost, because hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? We learn, yeah. we look back and learn. But I've asked Rob's position uh, permission to talk to him almost while you're right in the middle of a really rubbish time and he's let me do this so uh, I'm being, trying to be sensitive but also I think it's really helpful I'm hoping it's really helpful to any of us that may be because we all have things that feel storm-like and don't go according to plan and actually how do we respond how do we uh, how do we lean into God how do we almost even sometimes have a have a shout at God, have a rant at God, and say, God, what's going on? Because we've just spent a weekend with some young people talking about the calming of the storm. And it's interesting, the disciples are almost like, they're questioning, going, what? what's going on? Mm-hmm. And that's, okay, God's big enough to, to talk about that. So I think it'd be really good to talk about that. So tell us about, so you'd been, pandemic was happening, which we all faced, mm-hmm. and then you were building up to go back to America. Hadn't seen your family in two years? Yep, just about. Two years, and you got a lot, saved up your holiday. Mm-hmm. Visas were good, pandemic allowed you to fly to America, got the money, and you'd had all these plans to go and see loads of people. Day two of your time in America, what happened? Yeah, day two, uh, went out to play some basketball with my brothers who I haven't seen in, in a while. Uh, whenever we get together, we have to figure out who is the current champion of <laughs> and basketball. And how many, how many brothers? I've got three younger brothers, wow. um, all taller than me, all more athletic than me. So I, I had spent some time as well, just in the, you know, the backstory of getting back to America, training for, for this moment <laughs> so that I could be ready to play with them. Um, and yeah, tore my Achilles, went up for a shot and came down and felt like something had smashed into the back of my leg and realized there was nothing there. And was like, what hit me? What hit me? And then they're like, nothing, dude. And wow. tore my Achilles, so it's a, yeah, it's a weird one, and kind of in the middle of that process, as you said. So yeah, and if you've not done your Achilles, unlike a bone where mm. they sort of cast it and it heals pretty quickly, about four to six weeks of bone, isn't it? Yeah, Achilles is a horrid injury, isn't it? It's like yeah, you can't rush it; it takes time. So you're currently in the middle of a couple of scans and trying to work out, and we're praying over it. And but at the moment, you can't get about. Mm. You're off work, and it's a bit rubbish yeah it's definitely um a me- i'm in the, i'm in the mess right now yeah and uh, so it is good it's an appropriate you know theme to be talking about and it's it's i'd say you know i've broken like 10 bones and it's 10 bones yeah and it's the worst in te- uh, 10 different 
times. Ten, ten different times. What? Broken. <laughs> I've done my, you know, my foot, my knee, you know, and this is the worst injury I've had for wow. sure. Yeah. And all those, just so all those injuries, were they doing doing something with your brothers? No, they were um, <laughs> pretty much always doing something sport related. Uh, okay. Maybe a couple of them were just doing something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this this clearly the worst. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's the it's the weirdest one because you know you feel fine, but you just don't have access to your leg, and yeah, yeah. and it, and it takes forever. Like you said, the healing process, you know, can take a long time for the for that, and you can't rush it because <coughs> you could re-injure it. So yeah, and you were saying before that you'd almost really got your head in the game during pandemic. Yeah, and say God, you know, it's been really hard, but you've almost like knuckled down. I'm going to get through this, and then we're starting to see glimpses of pandemic having less effect and we can start doing more things and then this happens what does that i'm gonna ask you to go what does that do to your sort of mental health mm. and what does that do to your faith because you'd had all these great things that you thought god was going to be doing mm-hmm. in you and through you so what does it do to your mental health and what does it do to your sort of walk with god yeah those are great questions and um yeah i think like you know like everybody the pandemic was a challenge mm. and trying to figure out how to navigate through life and, you know, really thought is the time to receive the pruning season, like wherever yeah. it is that God wants me to look in the mirror and work on my character. I tried to take that season for what it was. And that's not my type of season. Like, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a difficult season as it is. And I think everyone faced that. And then, like you said, yeah, really like looking forward to kind of the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. and stepping into some of the things that, um, that, you know, I was looking forward to. So for it to happen on the timing that it happened, um, was just brutal, really, I think. Um, for my mental health, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, struggle, I guess, in trying to, you know, figure out, I guess, why, like, why why would that happen? Um, and I guess there's questions that I don't know the answers to, which is quite difficult. Mm. Um, for my faith, I think um, I'm trying to look at it again as an opportunity uh, in you know, this season, what am I supposed to kind of be growing towards? And yeah, yeah how can my faith be, um, I guess, deepening? I kind of do feel like I'm sitting in a privileged position in terms of faith. Um, I, I totally understand that, you know, for a lot of people, like going through things like, you know, would be maybe like be angry with God and stuff like that. And and, I, and you don't you don't feel no. that sort of emotion? No, I yeah, genuinely don't okay. don't feel don't feel angry um, with God. I don't really. I think like I genuinely just I trust that like you know God's at work. Um, not that it's not difficult to connect with yeah. some of that stuff right now, and you know I trust that that God will do good things out of any situation. Mm. Um, so whatever it it is that you know is is going to happen, you know I I know that. God's for me and that it's going to work out um, and yeah I, I believe that and we talk about ups and downs quite a lot mm. so what does an up look like mm. so when you in a good space what what's enabled that good space to happen either just mental health or with God yeah but also what does a down time look like you mm. know when you're struggling and I don't you need feel you have to overshare but mm. I think sometimes we're we talked to before we started recording we talked about the importance of being honest with one another, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And having those spaces where you could actually say, no, this is how I feel, or this is what, when a relationship breaks down, this is what I'm feeling towards that. So actually, 
be as honest as you want to be. Yeah. But I think by being honest, you almost allow other people to mm-hmm. be honest. So what, yeah, what's been an up? Or what does it feel like to be an up? What does that look like? And then what sort of goes through your mind when you're on a down, if you're mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, it's a great question. And this is great timing because, you know, it's, <laughs> like you said, like coming, coming out of any kind of situation where you're in the fire or you're in the storm, you know, it's a lot easier to talk about this kind of stuff yeah. because, you know, it's not like you're right, out of it. right in front of your face yeah. because I've had ups and downs, you know, this week. So, and, and I feel more up and down than, I, than I've really felt in a long time, you know, and that's something that's a, a struggle in and of itself is that I'm not used to, you know, kind of, I guess, not knowing how I'm going to feel that, right. that, that that next day. It's hard to really like make, well, not that I'm making much plans anyway, but it, it is difficult because... You know, I mean, a down situation, you know, is like I can't sleep and I've got right. loads of thoughts going on in my head and um, a lot of things that I, you know, want to do. And, and I think there's there's grief. There's like a feeling of like missing out on things that I've been really working towards and yeah. like wanting to get stuck in with. And then, you know, f- there's guilt. There's feeling like, you know, I'm letting people down and there's the, the, the thoughts that you know, kind of feel pathetic and like all those kind of things will rush through my head, especially at night. And then I can't sleep. And then I feel like, you know, I'll sleep in later than I would ever sleep in. And because I'm just trying to catch up on something, some sleep and then feel horrible about that. And just, it's just can just kind of spiral like, which, which is, um, yeah, something that I don't really feel incredibly like attuned to, to, I'm not used to it really. Um, and it's so interesting. I think when it comes to like ups and downs, it's heavily rooted in my perspectives. Okay. And so I would say like the same truths and perspectives that I hold on to that keep me firm and keep me going forward are the same areas that like that the down times um, come from as well. Like when I, when I kind of like loosen up on, you know, I guess when I kind of like let up on thinking that, that those in those ways. So I, I think, for example, like, my perspective is that God, you know, never puts you in a situation where you lack. Mm. Um, and I, and I really, really believe that. And so whatever it is that God would have me do in this time, you know, I, I don't lack, you know, I, I can't drive. I can't really move around very well. I can't carry anything, <laughs> but I don't lack whatever it is that he'd have me do. Yeah. And I'm not able to do the same stuff with, um, youth group and, and with the young people that, you know, I'm here to serve and that I love, which but again, I can, I'm, I'm not lacking. I can still do things. So if it's God would have me reach out, you know, on social media, if God would have me be interceding and praying, you know, working on myself, doing something like you saw, like I'm trying to work on some music, like yeah, yeah. something that I've, I've wanted to work on for a long time, whatever it is that God was going to have me pour into in this time, you know, I, I'm not lacking to be able to do that. So that's my perspective. I, I believe that whatever I don't have, I don't need right now. You okay. know, he's not going to put me in that. Same exact, you know, way of thinking it's very easy to feel the opposite. It's like super easy to feel like I can't do anything mm. that I want to do. And so it's like, I guess that's what I'm saying is that like the down, like when I, when I hold true to that and like really get empowered by things like that, uh, I feel God has said to me when I'm journaling or spending time in prayer, which, you know, I am and I'm writing stuff down and, and it helps me to move forward. And I feel really empowered by it. Like, like that for an example However, you know, there's moments where I just, that totally slips. Like, right. it's basically like, I've forgotten that, you know, that's, that is a truth that I'm holding to. And I totally feel like I'm lacking. Yeah. And then <laughs> it takes a toll on, on me. And, and that can kind of lead to like just loads of overthinking and anxiety and, and stress and 
feeling guilty and yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. And I kind of will come back and revisit like some of the stuff that I've written down and said, oh yeah, right. Like holding on to, you know, these words and these truths like is actually absolutely crucial in this time for me. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just an example of like maybe what it can look like when it's down um, and um, what kind of helps me to stay up, but also just the reality of like, the battle for the mind, you know? Absolutely. The battle for the heart. Yeah. Cool. You know? <laughs> I think it's really interesting you say about perspective is that I wonder whether sometimes, and we're probably, I would say we're probably all guilty of this, it's much easier to see and acknowledge God and Jesus when I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. When there's sort of tangible evidence of Him doing something. And then we're very quick and easy to say, actually, when things aren't great, we sort of then assume God's absent. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting spending time with these young people, young people this weekend, looking at the calm of the storm, but then also just diving into the Old Testament to the fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. And both times, Jesus is in, like, not just watching on from the storm and then dealing with it, but he's in the storm. And I think, I think just being able to try and articulate that to the, the kids we were working with, I think I forget that. I think that, so we think that if there's negativity or inactivity, therefore God is absent. Mm. When actually he is right there in it, he might just be waiting or his time is perfect, you know, and stuff like that. And I th- but that's really hard, isn't it? Because we, as humans, I think we relate, you know. Yeah. When it's a sunny day, I feel happy. When it's a rainy day, I yeah. feel sad. When actually we need to think a bit differently. Like when it's a rainy day... My garden grows. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> it's <yeah>. a weird. <laughs> I think yeah, it's it's so it's such an important aspect of faith, like, and it's such an opportunity to be able to not be, I guess, as like conditioned by the uh, circumstances that we're surrounded with, like in those examples, fire, or, yeah. or, or a storm, like obviously... two life-threatening. <laughs> yeah. Well, one storm life-threatening, but life-ending <laughs> situations. Know, and that, but, yeah, and when when it's right in front of you, like that, and you're in it, that's obviously what you're gonna see and yeah. what you're gonna feel. And but you know, it's 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 interesting how how faith works, I guess, yeah. in, in that regard, because we we don't walk by you know sight; we walk by faith, mm-hmm. um, and we go with what we believe in situations and, and there's so many times in, in the bible where i feel like that's a challenge to the people that god is refining you know yeah, yeah. and so it's interesting you know um in this situation that's that's exactly it like the perspective of looking at you know the things that are difficult or l- continue like fixing your eyes upon the lord and how do you do that when it feels like you know god god is absent like I would say I I definitely relate to the feeling that God is absent, like, mm. like in that situation, in this situation right now. Like I think I st- I'm struggling with, you know, feel, feeling like, feeling and seeing like tough situations, and you know wh- where where are you in all of, in all of this? But then there's the faith that you know, like mm. like Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and the boys going into the fire. I love and, that story so much. You know, he's he's with you in the fire, yeah. um, and it's it's empowering. And then it's interesting because I ask myself, and this is something I've been praying about, and, you know, God answers, like, the desires of our heart, you know, and, like, kind of been digging into that a little bit. And I've kind of come to a place that I think is quite, I feel like it's a little bit deep, but I think it's it's quite, like, empowering in the sense of um, God has answered the desires of my heart because ultimately 
like deep down, you know, what I want to do is I want to be transformed in, into, you know, into becoming more Christ-like. And I, I want to learn what it means to like rely on God deeper. And I want to learn what it means to surrender my understanding. I mean, God promises peace beyond my understanding. Mm. It's very difficult when you're in a position where you just have no understanding. Yeah. But you have this opportunity to surrender yeah. and to receive peace. And I feel like I'm not great at that, like especially like that in particular to surrender. But these are answers to prayer. They're answers to the desires of my heart because they will, you know, you come out like gold, you come out refined, you come mm. out shaped. So it's interesting because, you know, you never want to never recommend, you know, to go and go into the fire. Like, yeah. you know, and when you're talking to a friend, you know, you, you also it's hard to because you never want to be like, you know what? Like, I know this is a situation that sucks for you, <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm actually happy for you because God's at work and he's doing something. But I do feel that way. I do feel like God's at work and he's doing something. And um, I think it's like a truer reflection of a deeper area of my heart that maybe I'm not okay. always connected with. Okay. Um, but it's an opportunity to, to grow in faith and to yeah. get closer to him. And what's also interesting, I think even if we don't feel that God is absent, it's almost the middle ground of, of almost going, God, what are you doing? Mm. I think is equally quite a valid response. Cause the, in the, in the boat, the disciples are going, why, why are you asleep? Mm-hmm. It's almost like what, what are you doing? And I think sometimes we can say, actually, I do trust God. But you, we, we question, say, God, what? Actually, I waited two years to go and see my family in America. Mm. And two days in, I blew my Achilles out. <laughs> and I haven't been able to do anything. And then I'm off for the next two months. I would thought a question is, what is God doing in that time? Mm-hmm. Do you have an answer for that yet? Or is that still, again, that's the... Well, you're in the storm, so you're working out that answer. Yeah, I would say both. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of working it out for sure. Um, I, I, I think it's the right question. I think it's like a, a good. I think it's a really good question. I definitely would say that, like, the mentality of kind of why God or, or yeah, why this, why that. Those kind of questions don't always help me. Um, you know, right. I can kind of, I guess, dig my own holes with questions that leave me feeling more separate from God. Okay. Whereas like when I'm asking, what are you doing in this situation? What am I meant to, well, what are the opportunities? Helpful. I do think that that kind of like approaching God with a genuine, what, you know, is like you're, you're running towards God and you're like seeking clarity and you're, um, so I, I think that that's a, you know, brilliant thing to be, yeah. to be asking. I mean, the thing that kind of comes back to for me is, at the beginning of 2021, I like journaled and wrote down and prayed that this year, my goal is, um, this is just kind of just between me and God, but I wanted to learn how to be more consistent in my walk. I wanted to learn how to press in. And, and what does the fear of the Lord actually mean? What does it mean to like yeah. live in a life that God is kind of present in my everyday thinking and decisions? And, you know, I'm relying on him. Like, what does it mean to fully rely on him and, and not on my own strength? I think it's so easy to do so many amazing things, but with like kind of my own agenda, or it's so easy to just take for granted, like I'm going to do this because I can. And so I was praying about that this year uh, and asked God to help me with that. And so the only thing that I've kind of come to so far is that this isn't a coincidence and there are answers in it. Like I I don't have them all, but I do think that those things are stuff that like God would be presenting me with an opportunity to, to go deeper with. Then, I mean, you know, probably saying too much now, but then um, comes the, the, the guilt or the feeling of, great, well, you know, that sounds great, 
how are you doing those things yeah. in this kind of time, you know? Yeah. And that's what it's like this wrestle back and forth because there's grief. Like there's like, a, yeah. you know, there's, it's, I guess there's like, um, a, a, t- a, a moment of kind of feeling like, great, like that sounds good. I can, I can deepen my reliance upon God and learn what it means to really like press into his strength and that. But then in reality, like, what am I, what am I doing to do those kind of things? And I, I think that, I'm learning a lot about surrenderance. I'm learning a lot about um, giving my yeah, giving the whole mentality of like doing, I guess, over over to God, um, and just trying to learn how to be present with Him in the situations. Like be pr- like, He is here in the fire, and I think He just wants to make my atmosphere, you know, a dwelling place between me and Him, and that's it like it's the purpose of like building a deeper relationship there's not i'm much better at like what do i do about this like a mission you know yeah let me pray into this and get some ideas and we're going to do something there's something about now just be with be being still like being in the atmosphere and dwelling with god and it's i think that's what he's doing it's Uh, it's a challenge yeah and so maybe a better question isn't god what are you doing yeah but god what can you do yeah. It's what, rather than saying, God, what are you doing? It's almost saying, actually, what can you do in this time to sort of grow me, mm. give me opportunity? Because I was thinking, you know, actually, the, 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 we say the phrase trust quite a lot, don't we? We say trust God. Mm. But actually, maybe we don't know what that phrase means until that trust is tested. You know, and actually that, I wonder whether that's, the sort of conversation we have when we're going through tough things is is rather than say, oh, God's left me. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's, it's then saying actually to trust when it's all fine and dandy mm-hmm. is maybe weakens what our relationship with God should be. But actually trusting when it's the hardest season of your life is actually then you really see what God is capable of. Yeah. I wonder whether if you were to build a toolkit mm. of coping mm-hmm. and not just surviving but maybe thriving a bit in this time what would be in your toolkit like daily routines what must you not do mm-hmm. who could you reach out to what sort of habits so that if anybody else is going through either similar or same storm what sort of little toolkit would you say is ways that have helped you yeah okay yeah i'm doing this on the fly um, no, no, so I, I've not prepped well for anything. The reason I've said it is because actually I saw your little mini recording studio yeah. set up in your room, which is really, really quite funky and where great albums <laughs> all began. Um, but I wonder whether, is that part of your sort of mental health yeah. positivity in it to be able to focus and do something yeah. that's also spiritual but also creative? And you're regular, you know, that sort of idea. Yeah, because I think for me, movement and, like, going for walks and praying or, like, playing sports, you know, I mean, yeah. I was running a basketball program with the church. And those kind of things are huge, like, uh, endorphin releases for me. They're where I get my, like, kind of, I don't know, they help my mental health. Yeah. And, and so it's kind of immediately, like, I knew that music is something that I can kind of get that similar okay. outlet with and... and um so yeah, so that was kind of an alternative for for I think mental health and and just looking yeah, yeah. out for myself and something that I enjoy I can get lost in. Okay. Um, so, but I think no, the first thing I would say probably for a toolkit 
is for somebody going through a hard time or in the fire, in the middle of a storm, is is the permission to is to permission to be real with God and to be real with your feelings and emotions. Like that, you know, I mean, I really struggle with the idea of, I agree with the idea of it's okay, you know, to not be okay. Of course, it's okay to not be okay. But for myself, like on my own, I really struggle with that. I don't really feel like I have that permission. I feel like I kind okay. of have to be good for people, you know? Um, okay. And so I've been wrestling with the, with the surrendering of like, it's okay to like feel the weight of, you know, there's grief in that, in that situation. There's, there's pain in that situation. You know, there's a lot of real things that, um, that come up. And, and firstly, I would just say like, you know, it's okay to feel those kind of things, mm. um, and have that permission. The other thing I'd say about is patience, because I think one thing that, you know, I've really felt tested in is, is in my patience. I feel like, um, <laughs> my temper with things, like, I feel like I'm quite a patient person, but like now suddenly, like I'm noticing over, over the course of this process, like I'm, my temper is like shortening, like I'm getting right. more frustrated quick, like quicker with situations. And, and I think that comes down to, in a way, trusting God that we're always, we're always being prepared. Like we are mm. always being positioned and prepared and we can know that that's something that God is doing we might not know for what or if it's something that he's doing outside like is he moving things around or is he doing something within that he's mm. changing up the way that we view things and the way our attitudes is he working on our hearts but we're always being prepared and he's always got plans for our good and I think one of the key things is being patient because it does feel like at least in my experience that like some of the things that we believe that God has for us or some of the things we feel like God's told us like the promises they take longer than I think yeah. we would want them to to happen. And we live in an instant world now, don't we? We <laughs> live in a quick. We want things quick, you know. And then there's the yeah. temptation to make it happen yourself, and it's like, well, there's this kind of tension between self reliance and you know doing things in your own strength yeah. and and waiting on the Lord and and all of the you know people that we look up to in the Bible and we see the things that God's done through people and and the people that He's used. They have these periods of times where they just wait on the Lord. Yeah, and you know we, we look at that but to put it into practice to like actually or be forced to put it into practice. Like you have to have patience. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's not the world that we live in. Right. <laughs> um, but practical things that people have passions with and enjoy. You know, for me, music is great. I find um, you know having groups of people that you can talk to definitely like you know you want to have people that you can good friends around and people that you can chat with. Um, and I think, um, doing like praying, I think, you know, for me is, is quite crucial. Um, journaling is where I, I think I really start to track what God's saying with, yeah. to me. Cause I don't always kind of get everything at once, kind of spend some time just sitting there and like intentionally listening out or reading some scripture or reading a book and then writing, jotting down some things. And it might be a month or two later where yeah. I've kind of see, seen like a train of like, Oh God, this is what you're doing, yeah. which is quite awesome. Uh, when that clicks and you're just like, yeah. Um, one thing I'd say, you know, is huge is, is like your time with electronics. So, okay. you know, in some of my, in some of my worst days, haven't had many like this, but I have had some, I'm just spending way too much time, you know, on my phone or on my laptop or on Netflix. Um, I just got the new FIFA. I mean, it felt, <laughs> it felt like a good time. Cool. And, yeah. Um, you know, I love, I love FIFA and I love like, you know, playing games like that, but I, I absolutely like can't stand it when, it, when I, when it happens too much. Right. But it's very, it's very like easy to kind of, I think 
be distracted and go into mm. things that, you know, just kind of, it's not like you've given up. It's mm. not, it's not, you wouldn't say you've given up, but you kind of are. Cause like, mm. even if you don't agree with it, you kind of are just like at a place where, you know, where you're just like, um, just passing time. And yeah. I think that that's something that, you know, you want to be, you want to be in control and be, be active and not passive about the mm. way that you use your time. Um, so I found a strategy for that is the best I can. And I'm not, I'm, like I said, I'm not, be honest, not, yeah. not perfect at this. Try to hold off until like a certain, you know, have a regimen with that. Like okay. in the day, in the day, it's time to, you know, read something, play some music, do my praying, do my journaling, okay. talking to people in the evening, you know, okay, this is time to just, uh, I can feel good about just relaxing. And of course, like God's, God's not going to say never watch Netflix, yeah, never yeah, play video games. Like, so I think that, you know, being, being, um, deliberate and like, you know, focused with the kind of things you're doing. And, it, and it is really hard. It is, I'm obviously not going through it like you're going, but it's really hard. And I think we often jump to the end. Mm. We almost want it to end, forgetting of the, the sort of process. And every time you look at some of the key characters in the Bible, God's not, God's taken them somewhere, but he's not passive in the journey he's, he's doing something on the way if you look at jesus he's always on the way somewhere but then he ends up healing a woman or doing this or on the way isn't it and so there is this idea that yeah god probably wants you to be healed and back into youth work and serving people but he's not going to do he's not going to do nothing until that happens is it he's going to be active and i think we need to think about that isn't it is actually rather than just like you know, shutting our minds to it and like just I'm just going to Netflix for three months mm-hmm. until my legs better yeah is actually what could I do yeah in it isn't it and I think you touched on journaling I, it's really interesting two guys talking about journaling mm. I find writing down my thoughts one of the most helpful things because you do see God's almost journey with you you see yeah. when he you see what he's doing you how he encourages you but you see especially if you write down what your prayers is and you look back and you see how he's answered them and it just then gives you that realisation that he is at work. Yeah. Like yeah. It's huge. I mean, you're saying like, what do you, what do you do when you feel like God's absent? Well, sometimes just remember that God, all the things that you've been through and all of the things that God's done. I mean, that's yeah. you overcome from the power of the testimony and that is huge. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. So journaling, big fan of that. Big fan, yeah. Now, um, so let's let's sort of finish up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Six months time. Yeah. Where would you like to be? What would you like to be doing? Oh, I'd like to be back on my feet. Um, <laughs> yeah. You mean just with anything? Anyway, anything. Everything. Yeah. I might have to pause for for reflection. <laughs> <laughs> Six months time. I mean, yeah, I mean, physically, you know, it's pretty obvious for me. I would, I would like to be back on my feet. Yeah. Um, I would love to, you know, not have, I would love to make it, be making some serious progress in that, in that regard. Um, I think coming out of this season, like, I, I would like to be proud of, I guess, the way that I've handled it. Like, I would like to come out of it. And I, I can already say that there's, you know, times that I'm not proud of or <laughs> times that I feel like I've dropped the ball. Um but you know, you, you, you get back up and you, and you just constantly give it over to God and rely, you know, that's why we rely on God is because yeah. we do drop the ball. We do mess up. We do fall short. Um, 
that's okay. Um, and so I think I like to reflect back and be like, yeah, I, I've learned, I've grown deeper in my relationship with God. Ultimately, I, I, he, God's done something within me and you know, I'm, I'm proud of the way that I handled a tough situation. Because that then gives you two things. It gives you, if you then yourself have to face another storm, yeah. but also when you talk to kids, peers, anything like that, you can say, actually... Let me tell you the process of during the storm and after the storm. You've got real evidence mm-hmm. of God's goodness. Mm-hmm. I just want to, as we finish, talk about another story from last year. Because mm-hmm. it's been sitting in my mind of how God uses situations. So the story when you got locked out of your house. Mm. So you lived on a little close and you didn't really know your neighbours, did you? Mm. And this was sort of one of the benefits of pandemic, of getting to know people we'd never really talked to. And you got locked out of your house, did you? Yeah. For how long for? Like five hours. <laughs> five hours. Maybe but six. The, but then what, what, your sort of little neighbours, they all sort of gathered round really, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So there's like, there's quite like a lot of little elements to this story. But basically, yeah, I got locked out. And my neighbours did. They totally gathered around. Didn't really know them. Um, I was in a new area. So I was in a brand new area. And didn't know that. So I didn't, I didn't know them. And they... Um, and a 72-year-old lady came out with a torch and, like, a little, you know, kind of homemade device of trying to uh, get through, <laughs> the le- yeah, break, to get through <laughs> the letterbox and break in. Oh, wow. And then some of the uh, guys across the street and, and their wives came out, and, and we kind of all... I mean, it got it got late, so it was, like, it probably happened at 4. I think I got back in at about 10, 9, 30, 10. Um, so when it got dark out, people were out there with the torches and, and everything. So there's a group of about five or six of us out there basically all trying to get back in. Um, and then we had, uh, there was just a, another neighbor who nobody knew, who just kind of rocked up and said, um, what, what's going on? And we said, we can't get, can't get in the house. And he w- went into his van and pulled out this like, well, I'm going to tell everyone how to break into a house. Now. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> copper, copper crowbar, copper bar, just that he bent into like a, <laughs> And, and yeah, he just put it through because it wasn't easy. Like we had like, you know, hangers with like little hooks on it and trying to get the latch. We, we got the latch like 50 times and we just wow. couldn't pull it down deep enough. And then he, he put this copper bar through and through the letterbox and just kind of switched it open. Wow. Like, boom, like five minutes. Wow. And then just kind of walked away, you know. <laughs> but it, it sort of reminded, we both talked about it at the time, isn't it? And it's sort of like if you hadn't got locked out your house, you'd have never built that community. Never met them. Yeah. 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 And it's almost the it is sometimes the the situations we face which are small like getting locked out of your house through yeah. to busting your Achilles. Mm. They're actually saying actually God might be doing something that he would have never done. Yeah. Which means he's really present, which is like he's still in the boat, he's in the furnace. And that presence I think is really it's not like God doesn't have a day off, does he? He doesn't no. start it's that like, I think it's that like the psalm he goes, God never slumbers, he never sleeps, he's like he's for us all the time. Yeah. And is, I should have brought that up with the kids actually. So if God doesn't slumber and sleep, why was Jesus asleep in the boat? Was it? He was just tired. <laughs> but actually, his ability to act never slumbers, never sleeps. Yeah. I think is quite key. I think that yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree. And the other thing that I've kind of like was taken from that is that we have these expectations of how our days are going to look, and you know. Speaking of the choir here, everyone knows that our days do not go how we expected them to look. But God, it's like this idea of letting go of what we expect and embracing what God is doing or what's intended um, 
because like you said, certainly didn't mean to get locked out, had yeah. plans for the evening yeah. that didn't happen, but the result was beautiful. Met, yeah. Meeting new people, went by the next day with little gifts and everything. And I remember being challenged trying to make a bus one time and I, and I didn't make the bus. And I actually thought, because I was, I was kind of like praying into this idea of letting go of what's expected and embracing what's intended. And I thought, okay, obviously expected to make the bus, you know, and didn't. So what could you be doing in this situation? And ended up having a really nice chat and praying with somebody who was in like serious need of help um, at the bus stop. And I just, wow. I just thought like, if we're not so focused, if we're not so busy with our own things and we're kind of open to this idea of letting go of, of how we, of our plans and how we think things are going to go, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that I think God will lead us to do that, and show us opportunities. That's a great way to land. He's working. He's working. Love it. Uh, Rob, thanks, man. Yeah, this is my first podcast. Thanks for making it easy. We're super gonna, comfortable. I think we're, what, bit, what might be great is actually maybe come back in mm. sort of three months' time Yeah. and have another one and see almost what we've learned of what you've learned and I've learned by proxy, which is obviously really good. But also how your health is, how your leg is. I'm up for it. Things are, and that'd be really good to see that. Yeah. Okay, last question. If someone was going to order you Deliveroo tonight, hmm. what would they get delivered for you? Deliveroo? Takeaway. What would you have delivered? Oh. I don't know. Like Some, some, some sort of protein. <laughs> some sort of protein? <laughs> That's such a sports person's answer. Uh, I don't know. Chinese. Oh, wow. Chicken? Chicken? Not uh, chicken? Duck? Yeah. Chow mein? Spring rolls? Yeah. Yeah. Something. Chicken Chinese. Do like a Chinese. Yeah. We'll leave that with you. Obviously, I was hoping Rob was just going to go to Chipotle Chinese. There's no Chipotle in this country, though, is there? Yeah, that's the thing, because I I, I know, you know, American answers. But that's what I'm trying to... I literally can't think. Nando's. Dirty Nando's or Cheeky Nando's. Is it Dirty Nando's or Cheeky Nando's? Both of them sound good to me. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Cheeky Nando's. We'll go with Cheeky Nando's. (laughs) Uh, Rob, it's been great having you. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Two Cent Podcast. We'll be back uh, probably with some other people and then we'll be back with Rob sometime uh, around the end of the year. Love it. Take care. Bye. Peace.